بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين سبحان الله we find our, ourselves at the tail end of the second third of the blessed month of Ramadan we ask Allah to accept all of our efforts we ask Allah we beg Allah for his mercy for his forgiveness and for protection from the fire أمين رب العالمين when we look at just 20 para number 20 we find a portion of Surah An-Naml, Surah 27, all of Surah 28, Surah Al-Qasas, and then a portion of Surah 29, Surah Al-Ankabut. The first point that I want to touch upon, inshallah, in connection with this juz is actually found at the very beginning of this juz. And this passage begins, it's very interesting, and there's a lot of depth behind the, the, the format that we find in this passage. At the beginning of the passage, قُلِ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ Say الحمد لله وسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى الله خير أما يشركون At the very beginning of this passage that lays out so many powerful verses about who Allah is At the very beginning of it you find الحمد لله الحمد لله That's mentioned first and then after that there is one powerful description about Allah after another but it's noteworthy to pay attention to the fact that at the very beginning Alhamdulillah we find the same thing at the beginning of the Quran as a whole we find Alhamdulillah and then we find in Surah Fatiha after that more details regarding who Allah is but at the very beginning Alhamdulillah. Before anything else, Alhamdulillah. So that should remind me to take a step back and to simply say Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah doesn't mean that everything is perfect in our lives. Rather, Alhamdulillah means that if there are good things in my life, I'm praising Allah and I'm thanking Allah for those good things. And if there are challenges in my life, Allah is greater than those challenges. And through finding silver linings and through gratitude, Allah will increase His favors upon us. So we always win when we connect with Alhamdulillah. If things are going good, Alhamdulillah. If things are challenging, Alhamdulillah. There, there, there's some type of, of benefit to derive from this phrase, from this statement, from this concept of Alhamdulillah. And if you take a step back and notice the value of prayer in our deen, it's extremely important. And what do we say at the beginning of our prayer, no matter how good or how difficult things are going in our lives? Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. The Prophet didn't teach us, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that if your life is going good, then start with saying, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. But if your life is challenging, then start with saying something else. It's constant through and through. And that helps to steady the arc of our hearts regardless of the sizes of the waves in our lives, when we have our connection with Allah, when we have our connection with Alhamdulillah, then Allah will guide us to, and help us to navigate through those massive waves, even if they're literally kaljibal, even if they're literally the sizes of, of mountains, like the waves at the time of Prophet Nuh when he's calling his son, Ya ma'ana, and he's inviting his son, come, come aboard the ship. Literally, come aboard. Welcome aboard. Come on the ark. 
And Allah mentions in that passage in Surah Hud that the waves were the size, the sizes of mountains. And the son thought, no, I'd rather go to a mountain and put my trust there. But on, on that day, in that situation, that led to no avail. Because the, the most important factor in that situation is the mercy of Allah Azza wa Jal. Is the mercy of Allah Azza wa Jal. So if we want to increase the barakah in our lives, the blessings in our lives, the mercy in our lives, the favors in our lives, step one, alhamdulillah. Later in this passage, there's a very powerful ayah. أَمَّن يُجِيبُ الْمُضْطَرَّ إِذَا وَيَكْشِفُ Subhanallah, this is one of those ayahs that it always captures your attention anytime you come across it. Allah is the one who will remove, who can and will, inshallah, remove any difficulty in our lives. He's the one who responds, responds to our du'as when we call out. He's the one who has full capacity and capability to do anything. But I need to ask myself, what can I do to try to help myself in my situation? And what can I do to show Allah that I'm willing to put in the effort? When you look at the examples of the best men and women in human history, even they always had to do their part, so how about us? Think of the maqam, the status, the rank of Prophet Musa Even then he had to strike his staff. And then Allah made miracles happen. But he had to do his part first. Even Sayyidah Maryam, Think of her rank, think of her status. Even then she had to, as gently as it may have been, as weak as she may have been, even then in those circumstances, she still barely, but she still did it, she shook the base of the palm tree. And then Allah, it's miraculous. And then Allah sent the dates down. Even then, she had to do her part. Even then, Prophet Musa had to do his part. Even then, our beloved Prophet ﷺ, when you look at the hijrah, he did everything that he possibly could that was within his power. He did his part. So we have to do our part and connect our effort with dua. Connect our effort with istikhara. Connect our effort with reliance on Allah. That's the healthy balance that we have. So there, there's, there's alhamdulillah, there's the gratitude, there's the effort, and there's also calling out to Allah and Allah will respond. He knows how and when and the details, but we do our part. Moving on to Surah Al-Qasas in Surah 28. Right from the beginning, you have a number of ayat that shed light on the epic story of Prophet Musa Literally from, from the beginning of his life. Imagine that situation. How, how much pressure was involved in that situation in, in connection with the heart of his mother. She has to hide her pregnancy throughout the entire duration. She has to do everything she possibly can to, to protect this baby in her womb. And then on top of that, the baby's delivered. And on top, so eventually this baby ends up in a basket going down the river. Subhanallah, this innocent baby in a basket going down this river, Allah protected it. Allah protected it. But then later on, many, many, many years later, how did Allah destroy Fir'aun? Also with water. Allah can use the same thing to save someone and to destroy somebody else. Water is water. The default for water is to give life. 
But Allah, Allah can, can make anything from His creation, Allah can turn it into a soldier of His. Whether it's water against Fir'aun, whether it's wind, whether it's this, that, or the other. Allah is fully in control. Allah is the most powerful. Look at the strength Allah gave to the heart of the mother of Prophet Musa salam. Allah mentioned that he strengthened her heart and had it not been the case, very understandably, think of what any mother would typically do in that situation. But because Allah gave her this internal strength, she navigated things with incredible wisdom. Moving through that story, when Prophet Musa has to flee Egypt and he goes to Median, you find him, subhanAllah, there's so much that we can take from this, there's a formula. If you want something from Allah, First, do something to help somebody else. Volunteer for something. Give sadaqah. Do something outside of yourself to help somebody else. In this situation, Prophet Musa went and he helped these two ladies. So he did an act of service. He did that first, and then he made dua. Rabbi inni lima anzalta ilayya min khayrin faqir. Think of how fatigued and exhausted he was. But this was his personality, alayhi salam. Someone's in trouble, I need to help them. Something is wrong, I need to try to help if it's within my capacity. Think of how fatigued and exhausted and worried he must have been given the context of that. Even then, he helps them. And then he makes dua asking Allah, saying, my Lord, I am in dire need of any good that you have for me. And look at how Allah responded. Allah sent one of these two women, Tamshi ala stihya, walking with perfect modesty going to him, telling him that our dad wants to pay you for helping us. So then he goes and the dad, that whole conversation unfolds and the dad not only offers to marry Prophet Musa to one of his daughters, but also offers him a 10-year contract. Eight or 10 years, it's up to you. On top of that, so imagine a manager telling an employee, وَمَا أُرِيدُ أَنْ أَشُقَّ عَلَيْكَ سَتَجِدُنِي إِنْشَاءَ اللَّهُ مِنَ الصَّالِحِينَ SubhanAllah, this gem is incredible within itself. He's telling this newly hired employee, I don't want to overwork you. I don't want to overburden you. And I hope that you find me to be a righteous person. If God wills, I hope you're going to find me to be a righteous person. So Prophet Musa just hit the jackpot. Amazing wife, amazing father-in-law, and a job with stability for 8 to 10 years. And his boss is a good righteous person. All of this changed within the matter of one day. Within the matter of one day. So when we make this dua, we should remember the background of this. The last point that I want to conclude with, when we fast forward and we jump to the beginning of Surah Al-Ankabut. This is again one of those ayahs when you come across it, 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 it yanks on your heartstrings. After Alif Lam Mim, أَحَسِبَ النَّاسُ أَن يُتْرَكُوا أَن يَقُولُوا آمَنَّا وَهُمْ لَا يُفْتَنُونَ وَلَقَدْ فَتَنَّ الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِهِمْ فَلَيَعْلَمَنَّ اللَّهُ الَّذِينَ صَدَقُوا وَلَيَعْلَمَنَّ الْكَاذِبِينَ These ayahs have affected each and every one of us, not only in our lives, but especially over the last few years. It's been extremely difficult for all of us in different ways. These ayahs help to put things in perspective. Allah says, do people really think they can claim that they believe? And that claim is not going to be tested. Just like those who came before them, and it was proven through those tests from Allah, through those exams, who was truthful in that claim 
and who is not. We ask Allah to make us from among those who are truthful in that claim. We ask Allah to help us to do what we can within our capacity. We ask Allah to relieve us of any hardships that we have in our lives. We ask Allah to provide us from places we expect and from places that we don't expect. We ask Allah for the best of this life and the next. Rabbana atina fi dunya hasana wa fil akhirati hasana wa khina adhabinar wa akhiru da'wa alhamdulillahi rabbil alam.